0: Only the maidens have been trained to protect the innocent. You're a detective sergeant. You're assigned a robbery detail. A lone bandit robs a jewelry store in broad daylight. She takes $5,000 in precious stones. He's reckless. He's well armed. Your job? The police Department, We will travel step-by-step step on the side of the law to an actual case and right from official police fire. From beginning to end, from crime to punishment, Dragnet is the story of your police force in action. It's Tuesday, December 2nd. It's still in Los Angeles. we working a day watch I try to detail. My partner's Ben O'Meara, the boss of Captain Gideon. My name's Friday. It was 1.48 p.m. when I got to the basement of the city hall, Oh, please. over there? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah right. Hi. Oh. Right, Hi, Jay. This is from Beverly, is that right? Yeah. You better take Beverly Boulevard out here. Right? Want to get the radio? Yeah, all right. No reports yet? No, he got away on foot. He headed down Sixth Street after the holdup. washed himself in the crowd. Better watch the thing. Oh,
1: yeah. How'd
0: the thief work it? There's get the store? not much to tell. He walked in the store, at the right time, pointed a gun, grabbed a tray full of diamond rings, and walked out. Five thousand dollars. Figured he must have had the jewelry store pretty well safe. It might be bad practice. It could be. sure one thing he's well armed.
1: Well, yeah. Man with a gun. All units,
0: a third and victor is captivated in a man with a gun. Code D, KMHD we can roll on it, huh? Yeah, I think the big suggestion here. I'll call in. 80K to control one. 80K to control one. Control one, 30K, guard out. 80K, up for investigation, third and victor, KMHD 67. Roger, 8K, close to KMHD 67. That must be it up ahead, Joe. Yeah. Right in the middle of the intersection there the car turned over, You guys want to do it? Yeah. Let's go. Man, the switch got on straight over there. First, uh, I wonder if we can get through here, please. Excuse me, please. Let us through, Excuse please. Well, let's don't just stand around looking. Did somebody call the police yet? Excuse me. You really bothered me? Sure, I was in it. Did yeah, anybody call the police? We're police officers? What happened? Oh, I'm too glad to see you. Awful lot of trouble. Yeah. How about this man here? What happened? Oh, I slugged him. I had to. What do you mean? Well, I don't know what happened. He went a little crazy, I guess. He pulled this gun on. Him. How is he, Jeff? He's got a bump over here. It he seems to be all right otherwise.
1: What's your name?
0: Ernie Brooks. Uh, that truck over there, that's what I was driving. I was coming down Third Street and I stopped with the red light over there. Uh, that the corner over there? Yeah. And uh, when the light turned green, I started across the intersection. Hey, Sky Way in the air, came barreling down bits, so went right through the red light, hit the front of my truck, flipped his car right over on the stride, just like Steve. Yeah, go ahead. Well, the guy went a little crazy, I guess. Uh, right after the crack-up, I pulled the truck to the curb and got out. This fella here was just climbing out of the top side of his car. Didn't seem hurt at all. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, when he saw me coming over to him, he pulled a gun and pointed it at me. Then he turned and started running. I couldn't figure it out. What'd you do? Well, as soon as he his back to the run, I went for him and tackled him. Felt like a target. That's why I say I slugged him. I, I had to, officer. There's something awful funny about the whole thing, lady, like that. Look here. There's spots right here. fell out of his coat when I slugged him. You take a look. Yeah? Here. Must be three, four dozen in there. Rings, all kinds. Well, looks like diamonds in them, doesn't it? The and he took the unconscious jewel robbery suspect to Georgia receiving hospital. After he was revived and treated for cuts and bridges, we took him back to the city hall at the interrogation room. He put a the description of the jewelry store bandit almost exactly. He refused to talk. He wouldn't even give us his name. We had his fingerprints taken and then we had them checked through R&I. The man was identified as Vernon Albert McCauley, an ex convict out of Folkham and a two time loser. He served one five year term for armed robbery and another three years for A.D.W. We checked out the red car he'd been driving and found out that it had been stolen two blocks from the scene of the holdup. We had the manager of the jewelry store, which had been robbed, brought downtown. He identified Napoleon as the bandit. The suspect still refused to talk. Ben and I took him to the main jail, where he was booked on suspicion two 211 D.C. 4.15 p.m., he checked back in at the office. Takes some of them a long time to learn, too. Two-time losers. Huh? I can't figure. It. He's been out of force in seven months and going right back in again. Mm-hmm. Well, we can get the complaint from the DA tomorrow and set the arraignment for Thursday. Yeah. Make check with the manager of the jewelry store first. I wonder if Nicole could have been in those gas station hold up. Remember That much? Yeah. Well, we'll have me to show up Thursday and see what happens. You want to take care of your rest report? Yeah. I'll get out an ACB too. Might turn up some outside jobs on him. You feel hungry. You still got that candy bar from lunch? You have, sir. I'll go with you. Yeah, here you go. Uh-huh. What's the matter with you later, anyway? I don't know. Been eating like a horse. Time, time. I'll try.
1: I'll
0: get it. What do
1: you
0: got, Joe? I'll get it. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Nicole, he escaped. broadcast and an all-points bulletin were gotten out on Vernon Nicolay. All units in the vicinity of the escape were alerted. An hour passed. There was no report on the suspect. They checked with the main jail and got the details on the escape. They told us that while Nicolay was being locked up in his cell, he pushed his fingers into the door jam and had them badly masked when the cell door closed on them. Both of Nicolay's wrists were then handcuffed and along with two other ailing suspects, he was taken over to Georgia State Receiving Hospital by a pair of transportation officers. Going up the stairs to the hospital, McCauley had turned suddenly, kicked one of the officers in the stomach, plugged the other one in the seat. It happened at about 4.14 p.m. By 11 o'clock that night, there wasn't a trace of the suspect. 7.30 the next morning, Ben and I checked back in for work. McCauley was still at large. Overnight report, Joe. Hambled up. we got? Yeah. The store. Gas station. Mm-hmm. Another liquor like Hopefully you haven't held up between midnight and 2 a.m. Take a look at the balance description. Mm-hmm. Yeah. WMA, 5 feet 950 pounds, 1000000 build, dark ages, hair, right eyes, fair complexion, deep scar on chin. How oh, about I Well, he didn't waste time getting started again, did he? He put a big come down at this McCoy. Diamond The liquor to Well, He had to do something. He didn't have any clothes, no money. How about that car you used on those jobs? Stolen. Well, we covered earlier this morning. They're going over to the plant. Joe? Really? Yeah, I'm this one right away. We're going to Just have to call a minute ago. What's that? <clears> the <throat> name, Adrienne. Matthew Hobbs. He runs a candy store near one of the grade schools over in Boyle Heights. He might be able to tell you something. Yeah, about what? Nicole. I saw him last night. We got in the car and drove over to the Boyle Heights district where we located Matthew Hobbs' place of business. It was a small store on Delray Avenue, one block from the neighborhood grammar school. Sign out in front read New Geneva Candy Parlour and Variety Store. There was the usual display in the window. A wind up train, a few inexpensive dolls, pencils, writing tablets, and some crepe paper. Inside, the main attraction was two long showcases filled with a variety of penny candies. There was a small photo in the Rear of the store, topped with a slab of worn marble. Matthew Hobbs was a small, thin man. He looked to be in his mid sixties. He sat behind one of the counters filling cellophane bags of Christmas candy while he talked to us. We asked him about Nicole. Yes, that's right. The was here last night. About 10 o'clock, 10.15. 10 no, later. He wanted me to help him. Did you know Nicole that well, Mr. Hobbs? Mm, well, as I know most of the kids that grew well, up around here. Yes, I guess I knew him well. well what did he ask for in the way of help? The money, clothes. He got no family left. I guess I was the only one he thought to come to. Mm-hmm. Well, how is it that you didn't notify us sooner, Mr. Hobbs? I knew you'd ask, like to spring, if I could. Yes, sir, please. Did you hand me that stack of bags there, Sergeant? No. Yeah. Yes? No, 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 the number two. Yeah, those, yeah. All right, Here you are. Thank you. As I said, he knocked on my back door about 10 o'clock, and I let him in. I said, just like an animal. i kind of crazy, I uh, Did he have handcuffs on? Yeah, but the chain connecting was broken. he made me pile off can't Yeah. Uh, I went to do it at first. I had no idea what was going on. He said he'd kill me if I didn't help him. But threatening me, I never saw Vernon like that before. Uh-huh. Go on, please. You know, Sergeant, I knew that boy when he was in grammar school right up the street there. Makes you sit down and think sometimes, huh? Where they grow up and change. Yes, sir. Well, what happened after you took the cuts off of him? Then he got out of his gear clothes and put on one of my suits. Took what I had in my wallet, $12, and then he kept running around and he found my gun. He took that with him, too. Well, didn't you think of calling for help? Not the way he to the sergeant. Just like a crazy animal. Well, he'd have me if I'd have tried anything. He warned me not to tell anybody he was here. He said he'd come back and kill me if I did. Well, I waited this morning, and I called the police. He said he took a gun from Mr. after him. Some What kind of a gun was it? 32 automatic. colt. cold. I've had it for years. I have it registered with you people. He took just what he pleased. Clothes, guns, money. If you want the truth, Sergeant, I just wasn't brave enough to try to stop him. Well, when Niccoli left here, did you he notice that he had a car? No, he, he left on foot. Walked across the creek and went down that way, uh, towards the town. I don't know. I, I don't suppose you'll get too far. I, I hope not. you have any idea who he might try to contact? Some of his old friends, his relatives? No, no. He doesn't have any folks I know of. Terrible thing, isn't it? Kids growing up. The yeah. so there's a way to change, like Niccoli. I don't understand them when they're kids... Hundred of them come through here. Know what they're thinking, how they feel. Kind of a hobby. I'm Stan, yes, I understand kids. The yes. is they that grow up, all of a sudden they stop being kids. Yes, I, I don't understand them after that. After we left the candy store, we went back to the office. We got out a supplementary APB containing a description of the suspect's clothing and the gun that he'd stolen. Together with Gonzalez and some from Robbery, Ben and I checked all of Nicoli's known friends in his usual hangout. Takeouts were placed. We got nowhere. The late evening holdups continued. Each of the victims identified Nicoli as the bandit. He used the same M.O. in each case. He worked only on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. He'd steal a car, pull 3 holdups in the same general area within an hour, abandon the car in the same area, and then disappear. Two weeks passed, and then a month. The weekend robberies went on. In the most recent holdup victims, we found out that Nicole had picked up a partner. We checked the man's description to his staff's office. Each of the stolen cars used by the suspects and men abandoned were checked for prints. They failed to identify the second man. The holdup continued. Nicole and his partner were still at large. Monday, January 26, 8.30 a.m., Daddy and I met with Captain Didion. That's the comp, kid. The usual, three hold-ups, Friday, three Saturday, three Sunday. He's proved his point, he's consistent. Now, when do you blow the whistle on him? We're doing everything that can be done. Stake out, get some on duty. Not enough. The corner pocket wants some of the results. They want them fast. Uh how about the time directed for the three, three stick-ups last night? They've been double-checked. No, correct. There's something else for you. Figure it out. What is it, Joe? Oh, here. The drugstore out in West Hollywood. Robbed at 11.14 p.m. Yeah. All right, now this one. Coffee shop out in the valley. Logged at 11.21 p.m., both up in the same M.O., the same area. Well, it doesn't figure. They couldn't have made it from the spot and West Hollywood out to the valley in seven minutes. It's not possible. There's a report. Check it. I know, but how could they do it? mr must be some way to work out the answer. There's got to be. I, I can, can give you a shortcut, you know. find them. Another two weeks passed, and then two weeks more. Besides the extra men and units put in service on weekends, Two dozen separate space outs were established in areas where we figured Nicole and his accomplice would strike. Didn't help much. The holdups continued. There was only one difference. The description of the bandit didn't drive anymore. We still didn't have an answer to the superhuman speed that the two gunmen seemed to show and robbing victims at widely separated points all within a short period of time. We stayed on it. Friday, February 21st. Scott and I took our train on night's out in a vacant store on Sunset Boulevard. We were trying to cover a drugstore and a bar directly across the street. We spent two weekends on the job. It was quiet. Nothing happened. The third weekend was no different. One thing's for sure. We never have any luck picking takeouts. No, mm. we do. This empty store must be the draftiest place in town. Oh, yeah, we've had worse. What time you got? Mm, five past midnight. Little band over in the bar sure earn their money, don't they? They are loud anyway. Here, bud. Let's have a look. Hey, mm. did they wear uh, a car down the street there, see? Oh, yeah, they're heading for the bar. What do you think? They've got dark here. About the same day. Looks like they're in a hurry. They're going in the bar. Yeah, come on. Come on, we better hurry. I see it, come on. All right, throw down the gun. Look out. All right, hold it, hold it. Throw him your gun. Now, come
1: on.
0: hands behind your head. You them, huh? All right, hold it right there. Come on, on your feet. You all right, Ben? Yeah. You had a good time. I hey, that's both of them. That wraps it out, huh? Well, you better look again. Huh? Neither one of them is To Dragnet, a series of authentic case histories documented from official files.
2: Many of our corporate customers are worried about employees going wild purchasing office supplies. StaplesLink.com allows them to set up workflow approvals and gives them more control over purchases. StaplesLink.com and IBM are bringing office supplies and office management together. I'm Anne-Marie's team at StaplesLink.com, vice president of business-to-business e-commerce. StaplesLink with a great idea of giant stuff forward. Staples revolutionized the office supply industry with the super
0: In February 22nd, Then and I took the two robbery suspects downtown to the city hall to the interrogation room. We checked them and i and found that they both had records for burglary in Grand Auto The car that they'd been using that night had been stolen. After two and a half hours of interrogation, one of the suspects, the P. Albanez, decided to break down and cooperate. 1 a.m. The interrogation room. i got something out of it, Don. I'm helping you. You know, I'll forget to help you when you get me a call. You know, if you know about the street, you didn't make me out of court. Now, I want you to you. I never could have went for it. Believe me, it won't happen again. The caller, you talked me in with little to you what, Helping him out on the pick-up. I was his partner. First one? After he broke here? Yeah, that's right. He came in with a school system there. I was a sucker enough to go for it. How, How long did you work with me? Just a couple of weekends. ago. Three, four, maybe. I didn't get along with him. No, nobody gets along with him. He's a little crazy, you know, I think. Who's yeah, working with him? Uh, oh, I know. He's had two, three different guys. I don't know who's with him. Say, besides can I have a drink of water, please? All right, I'll get you talk you. All right, there we go. Yes. How about the way that yeah. Cody works? There's three or four robberies a night all over town. A lot of guys working, that's all. All three for the same way, huh? Yeah, sure. When I left him, I went on my own. I picked up a partner and used this system. Pretty good one, huh? Well, yeah, it looks like a good one, it? you We were working all the weekends, picking up a hot car, dropping a fare. Yeah, you got it. There must be half a dozen guys in this town working the system. My own guy's from Nicole. He taught it to them. What do we find him, feed you know? Macaulay? No, not for sure. Yeah. He's out figures, you know. He only lives there in town. He only comes up for the weekend. He works on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then he takes off again. Takes off for work. We're down by the border someplace, Tom, um, city, you know, I'm not sure. You know, don't forget I'm helping you, huh? You'll let them know I cooperated. Yeah, we'll let them know, Peter. When's the last time you saw the calling? Oh, it's been a month anyway. I never want to see him again. So this yeah. may help you, though. I, I know where his girlfriend stays. Yes, yeah. the problem on software part, I can give you a address. you probably go to here once in a while.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anywhere else that you think of? No, that's about it. There won't be any pushover, Sergeant. Like I said, I think mean, he's a crazy. It's not going to be an easy one to take. Well, we'll give it a try. Oh, I mean it that way. He's wild, but you get him, I guess. Just one thing. Yeah. We'll have to tell him first. 3.45 a.m. Pete Albanese and his accomplice were booked at the main jail on suspicion 211-22. The next morning, Ben and I checked out the address of McCoy's girlfriend, which Albanese had given us. The girlfriend's name was Esther Revive. She told us that she hadn't seen Nicole in more than two weeks. We asked her if she knew where the suspect stayed when he was in town. She gave us an address on South Depot. We called in and arranged for a stakeout on the girl's place, and, and we drove over to check the address that she'd given us. It. it was a small apartment in a court on the edge of the industrial district. Nicole wasn't there, neither was the manager. We talked to one of the tenants who told us that the manager, um, Mrs. Clara Fontaine, was out of town. He said that while she was gone, her daughter, Norma, was looking after the place. The daughter was employed as a secretary at the Blue Cross Hospital Plan office over on Wilshire Boulevard. They called the office and arranged for another stage out at the department court. 1.25 p.m. They located the landlady's daughter at the Blue Cross office on Wilshire. and showed her Nicole's mugshot. This yes, um, one of Mom's
2: tenants, Mr. Reynolds. He's in Bungalow Falls.
0: Anyone staying with him this evening? No I'm
2: glad registered with him, No, He has visitors, though. Is
0: something
2: wrong? But when did you see this man last? This morning. When I was leaving for work, he was outside working in his car. And a bit stricken, too. Sure, yeah, go ahead. Blue Cross? Yes, sir? I oh, see. No, just address the letter to Blue Cross Hospital, please. You can send it past here at the Wiltshire office. That's right. Well, you're welcome. I'm sorry.
0: What was I hope you felt You told us that you saw this man
2: working on his car this morning. Oh, yes. He was uh, parked right outside in the I couldn't bear to miss it. I'm going to tell Mama about it when she gets home. What's that, Miss? Uh, it was certainly strange because it's not that time of year. That's why I noticed it. What's
0: that? Uh,
2: he was claiming the license to from his car.
0: Did you get the number?
2: That's right, in
1: my place. <laughs>
0: 32 p.m. With the information furnished us by the girl, Ben got on the phone and called in a description of the suspect's car, together with the two sets of license numbers. With a 1941 Ford sedan, dark blue, white sidewall tires. Communications got out a broadcast and a supplementary ATV on it. At 6 p.m., Ben and I relieved the men on a stakeout at McCoy's apartment. They waited. No sign of him. We checked with the office on the hour. No sign of the car. 10 p.m. Still nothing during 11 o'clock. Nothing. We draw a from robbery. drove out and relieved us, and we headed back to the office. 11.26 p.m. What do you think? Oh, hello. It's like every hole I can think of. It's good for a break, isn't it? Over here. I can use some sleep. Uh, wait a minute. Right. Yeah, right away. Sheila? Yeah, ma- Hi. Right. Here's one to move on? Yeah. Carlton Beacon, southeast corner. What is it? They car they it's only tired. I got it spotted. 7.56 p.m. Then and I drove to the vicinity of 12th and Beacon where we checked with the men in Unit 80K who'd spotted the car. They'd gotten out a code 5 on it. The description matched perfectly. A 1941 Ford sedan, dark blue, white sidewall tires. The license number was one of those given us by the apartment manager's daughter that afternoon. Together with the two men in 86K, we staked out on the suspect's car at a distance. It parked almost exactly in the middle of the block. About 20 feet behind it, A red and white delivery truck was parked. The street was fairly deserted. The only place of business open was a small corner bar at the far end of the block. 12.30. 1 a.m. No one came near the dark blue sedan. We waited. 2 a.m. The corner bar closed up. A man came out, got in the red and white delivery truck, and drove off. 2.30 a.m. The dark blue sedan was still sitting there. We kept waiting.
2: Roger, 13 hours, road 7.
0: Well, one way or the other. I wish he'd make up his mind. Yeah, it's a long way. Cold room here, and it wasn't that vacant store. Mm, better check and see if you're clear. Yeah, all right, I'll do it. 80K to Control-1. 80K to Control-1. One. Control-1 one to 80K. Go
1: ahead.
0: 80K to Control-1. We clear.
2: Control-1 to 80K. Stand
0: by. Oh, you're yeah, smoke. Mm, I'm out. You mm-hmm. too? Yeah. I guess we do without. Control-1 to 80K. Control-1 to 80K, mm-hmm. you're here. Code 1, can you 82 80K to Control-1, roger. Can you okay. Have a look, Joe. Just turn the corner. Yeah. Far into the block opposite sign. Heading up it's fine. this way? Yeah. You make out two of them there? Yeah? Mm-hmm. The two? They're passing by, this abandoned. Oh. Mm. No, are they? No. Yeah. They're getting there, aren't they? Okay? Mm-hmm. Come on. Out of this, Joe. They're getting out. All right, hold it there, both of you. Come down, Joe. Get it up, Nicole. Behind the Tom. All right, hold it. Don't shoot, Joe. Throw out your gun, both of you. Harry, don't shoot.
1: Throw out your gun.
0: They'll kill him. Get up,
1: Harry. They'll kill him. Come on, pull him out. Don't shoot.
0: Here's my gun. Don't shoot. One of Come on, Harry. Let's get up. That's two. Let's go. Yeah, get yeah. yeah. There's a gun! Don't shoot it up, my hand All right, up. i keep him up. Okay, I will. Just don't shoot it. I didn't use my gun, Harry did. I tried to tell him you heard me. You heard me. You heard me turn up to shoot. Check my gun. I didn't shoot at you. Come on. Get him out in front of me. I'll get the gun. Come uh, on, of officer. Third time for me. I'll save it. Okay, Jerry, ready? Let's go. Please, huh? Give me a break. You took the wrong time to cry, man. Uh, this is the third time for me. I'm no good in that. Yeah, you had your chances. You take them away. That's not the deal, huh? No good in jail. No good at all. You'll know better out here. Let's go. The story you just heard was true. Only the men were saying to protect the innocent. On May 24th, trial was held in Superior Court, Department 87, City and County of Los Angeles, State of California. In a moment, the results of that trial. Now... Vernon Nicole and his accomplices were tried and convicted on several counts of first degree robbery. They received sentences as prescribed by law and are now serving their terms in the state penitentiary. First degree robbery is punishable by a prison term of not less than five years with a maximum life term. Ladies and gentlemen, the Red Cross has been asked by your government. To help the nation mobilize for defense, you can help by giving generously to the Red Cross. You have just heard Dragnet, a series of authentic cases from official files. Technical advice comes
1: from the Office of Chief of Police W.H. Parker, Los Angeles Police Department.